Hello and welcome to another episode of the Gridcoin Fireside here on the Gridcoin Discord server. Today is November 6, 2020, and we're going to be talking about a very active Reddit post that has gotten a lot of attention over the past week because it asked some really good questions that have gotten the attention of some some people with some pretty good answers. Uh, we do these talks, these podcasts, every Friday at 3.30 p.m. Eastern on the Gridcoin Discord server, where you are welcome to join in the voice or text chat. We got a good number of people here in the chat ready to go, ready to talk about Gridcoin. Um, but first, let's do some new stuff. Why not? Uh, kicking us off, Boink Virtual Workshop is still underway slash being developed. It's not underway. Don't worry. You didn't miss it. We're still organizing it. Uh, you are welcome to join in that process. You would be uh, interacting with a bunch of passionate, wonderful people who are just great. They're wonderful. It's great. It's a lot of fun. Uh, I will say that contributing to Boink is a great resume builder for anyone looking for a way to fluff that resume a little bit. You'd be contributing to an open source project that was funded by NSF in 1999 and continues to run, has never stopped running since 1999, and is uh, contributing to research around the world to entities such as uh, LHC, CERN, um, Berkeley, obviously, SETI, IBM, uh, the Institute of Protein Design, which is doing a lot of really great COVID work, and so are a lot of other projects, not to um, take any any flair away from them, like TN Grid, for example. Uh, TN Grid, which is running out of Italy, which just got sponsored by AMD. So you're contributing to Boink, this wonderful open source project, gets kind of all that stuff on your resume. It's really neat. Um, and Gridcoin, it's a blockchain. You want to contribute to blockchains if uh, you're you're in the development space right now, because <laughs> blockchain is website website, the internet of the 21st century. Get involved from the ground up here at Gridcoin. I'm having too much fun today, guys. I just came from a great discussion uh, from the library community, having to do with politics and governance and how we want to run things. So today should be a good one. Um, other Gridcoin news. Fern Gridcoin 5.0 is still running and it's now up to like 5.0.2. And we'll talk a little bit about 5.1 in a second. I think that's what it is. Uh, but Fern is the team requirement removal, meaning that anyone can crunch for Boink on any team and earn Gridcoin. That's wonderful, wonderful news. It is also a massive rewrite of the code base. Basically, I don't know, rewriting the coin, fixing everything so we have a foundation on which we can stand and develop some pretty cool stuff in the future. Um, again, come into the space if you want to be involved in building some new age. Can I swear on these yet? I swear a lot, but I never know if I should or not. <laughs> We're developing some new really fun tech. Uh, and, and it's not just developers. It's economics. It's uh, pol uh, politics. It's society. It's game theory. It's society's not a field, but we're going to call it that. Uh, <laughs> it's a whole lot of different fields working together because it's not just Web 3.0, which it definitely is. It is. It is. It's the new world, man. Imagine if elections were run on the blockchain. It would just be so neat to be able to s submit your your vote, and it just says. Your, your vote was cast, and then you get to track it through cryptography. Oh, cool, right? Um, I am clearly here in America. We're going through some nonsense right now. <laughs> uh, but yeah, Fern's going great. There is a mandatory update coming again, though. This is a an additional mandatory update. It's not that big of a deal. Uh, it is fixing a bug, but the bug had to be fixed through mandatory. And Jim is here to tell us a little more about that, please. <laughs> yep. So, so effectively, uh, what happened was we discovered in, uh, that uh, new CPID holders, in other words, folks that are joining the network now that never had a CP, CPID before, uh, were not being properly added to the uh, cruel list. This is the list of uh, CPIDs for which research rewards will be granted. And so to fix that bug, uh, requires a mandatory because every remember every node computes the accruals independently, right? So and they all have to agree. So you can't just introduce this as an optional change because one set of nodes would disagree with another set of nodes and you'd fork the network. So it's a it's a relatively minor bug to fix. Uh, you guys can look at the change logs and it was uh, fixed in uh, PR number nine one nine four four. But uh, to, to implement that, we have to issue a mandatory. So that's really uh, the sole reason why uh, 
uh, 5.1 is uh, is a mandatory. Other than that, we we really just have some some minor uh, bug fixes and uh, different things, uh, some some optimizations that went into uh, into Gladys. Not really even worth going through uh, here too much. Um, so the bottom line is, uh, you do need to upgrade. We uh, all, all of the uh, exchanges have already upgraded, so we're in good shape there. Uh, and you know, so far, I think the upgrade percentage has been trending very well. But uh, it's very generous. You have, uh, I think, there's probably uh, 24, 25 days left. We we set the block height for the for the transition pretty pretty high up there. It, it was about a month, so you still have you know twenty something days to upgrade. But bottom line is, uh, get it done. Um, it does fix a few other corner case problems that were not mandatory requirements, but there have been a few instances where people have ended up in forks and some other odd behavior that are also fixed in this in this update. So uh, highly encourage folks to get it uh, to upgrade as soon as they can. Awesome. And it, a lot of this comes down to, um, I mean, I don't think we would have catch, caught this on testnet even with more people because it's new CPID stuff. But um, if you want to help crush these bugs before they get into production, join the testnet. And you know, if you want to learn about blockchain development, join the testnet, because that's where you, someone reports a bug. Uh, and then you get to watch the whole process about fixing it and, and figuring out what's wrong, the troubleshooting process, where in the code something might be going wrong. You really get to, uh, it's, it's an opportunity to get a feel for it. And the more folks we have on testnet, the more likely it is we will catch these bugs before they come out. Though, you know how, how this goes. <laughs> You're never going to catch everything. Um, That's right. If we, had had, if we had had someone new join with a CPID, a brand new CPID, uh, while we were testing for Fern, we might have discovered this issue. I mean, we did create some new CPIDs, but, the, you know, and I'm not going to get de very deep into the corner case, but it's a specific corner case uh, that you'd need to to see on this this problem and you know we just didn't encounter it it you know that this shows in some ways how difficult it is to, to uh, test out consensus code uh and and with a brand new accrual system you know it, it really was rewritten from the ground up with the new rules so um you know i'm pretty actually i'm pretty happy though with the way fern is gone we've had we've had considering the amount of code that was rewritten we really have had very few problems and uh you know, it's been a remarkably smooth uh, rollout in general. Yeah, uh, it's a testament to you and Sai, uh, just like your capabilities for anyone who who doesn't really understand this. The the difficulty of developing this stuff and particularly fixing something that wasn't quite there, like rewriting the grid going code base, that's not easy. And <laughs> for it to be so smooth right now is... Um, well, we had, we had to do it without yeah. without starting a new chain. I mean, so, yeah. you know, we couldn't just say, okay, we're, you know, we're going to create a new Genesis block and create, well, I mean, I guess we could have, but we, we didn't think that was the right way to do it. I mean, the right way to do it was to uh, do a normal transition, which required us, to, really, we had to rewrite it twice. We had to re rewrite the old code the right way <laughs> with the bad rules, and then we had to, re re you know, implement the new rules, which replaced the old rules. I said this before, everyone laughed about it, I think, despaghettify the whole thing. But I mean, it was, it was an interesting uh, exercise, but now, now we're in good shape. In fact, one of the, uh, one of the PRs that was uh, in the newest mandatory was to strip out the, all the remaining old junk. So all the old code that was used for the transition has been swept away. And uh, there, there may be a few more cobwebs that are still left in there that we got to get rid of, but pretty much all the old stuff is completely gone now. So uh, it's, that's really exciting too. Fresh start. There we go. It's always more difficult to refurbish a house than just to build one from the ground up. But at That's the end right. of the day, you get a better result. And this is this was definitely a, this is old this old house exercise. Let me. Tell you. <laughs> is that a, an allusion to the YouTube channel? Yeah, the television show called "This Old House." I don't know if it's still around, but. <laughs> oh man, I love that channel. They've helped me through some difficult times. Let me tell you. <laughs> All right, so. Speaking of uh, this undertaking, if you guys have any uh, have any more questions for uh, for Jim, throw it in the chat here, and, and we'll throw them in as we as we keep going. But um, the Reddit thread, which will be in the description below, uh, is 
titled uh, What's Driving the Increase in GRC Price the Last Few Weeks? And I'm just going to answer that off the bat because I think it is the um, least important question. The answer to that is there are more buyers than sellers. But the other questions here are wonderful. Uh, and, and I'm going to go into those. And the people who are talking in this thread, I saw more than one comment, which was like, yeah, I've, I've looked at Gridcoin throughout the years. It's a really cool idea. And uh, the code before this release was really just not there. But now that I see, I, I went back and looked at the Fern release, and it, it seems like this is something we can build on. So I am now interested in the community. I am now here, and I want to help. Uh, these are me getting my feet wet. Why should I contribute sort of stuff? And it, it's that, again, is a testament to Jim and SciSci. If you have essentially strangers who are aware of what old Gridcoin looked like coming in and saying, well, new Gridcoin looks like something I could contribute to. It's worth my time because not only from a... Uh, this coin can't really, um, it, it has a less likelihood of disappearing or otherwise being destroyed. And uh, not only that, it has a greater likelihood of actually going somewhere because there's something to build on and there are people talking about things to build. So uh, that is pretty pretty neat. But these other questions that uh, I want to talk about, and I do want to hear you guys' input as well. So it's not just me. If uh, you want to throw them in the chat, you're welcome to use the mics too. But if you disagree with me, I will give you my unbiased voice to to express your disagreement. <laughs> um, anyway, these questions. One of them is, how worried is everyone about GRC getting delisted? Uh, another one is, uh, how can we help to expand the market and awareness of Gridcoin? Uh, can we donate money to developers? Can we donate money to run ads on social media? Uh, what do you see as the greatest advantage GRC has in going forward over newer competing coins trying to do the same thing? And what do you see as the greatest weakness GRC has going forward over newer competing coins trying to do the same thing? So those are the questions we are going to be talking about today. Uh, and of course, what's over the price increase, which is more buyers than sellers. Um, all right. So how worried is everyone about GRC getting delisted? This is another sort of uh, fluff question. Eh, it it could get delisted. It could not. I don't really, f I'm not fully aware of our situation with uh, the exchanges we're on, which are what, South Exchange and Flip? So we're South Exchange, uh, txbit.io and, and FlipMe. And I, by the way, FlipMe has actually expanded their the functionality for for gridcoin they actually allow staking oh cool on on the wallet on on your proceeds on flip me so they've actually and they actually are uh they just talked with me the other day they're trying to uh hook up with south exchange to allow full exchange services on flip me so uh, that doesn't s send a signal that they're uh not interested in us in fact quite the contrary uh, South Exchange, we have an extremely good relationship with them. Uh, they upgraded the wallet within within a day of us uh, uh, telling them about the 5.1 mandatory. They were very uh, very easy to work with. And then uh, TXBit.io, if you guys recall, the way we got listed on that was via a uh, voting. Uh, it, it, they do those vote contests, and then uh, and then we won the vote to be listed on TXBit.io. So I, I think we're in good shape. If, if anything. At some point, we we I if anything that we got we're going to go in the opposite direction. I think at some point we're going to reapproach Bitrex and try and get relisted because uh, I think things are looking up. But I think we have to be careful about you know look, Bitcoin does have low trading volume, and so I think you know you've got to be careful about diluting that volume across a lot of exchanges because then you know look they're in the business to make money. Right, and if they if they can't generate enough volume on on the exchanges, that's where you start to get in trouble with the listings. So I think uh, Jay Ringo, you and I have talked about reapproaching Bittrex. I think we need to think about that and when would be the right timing. But I think things are looking up for us as a coin, and so at some point uh, we we probably do want to reapproach Bittrex and see if we can get back on. Uh, yeah, I'm not uh, I'm not against reapproaching Bittrex either. I think everything you say is dead on. Uh, we could also um, consider approaching different exchanges. Uh, yep. Something like Gemini comes to mind. They're higher tier, in my opinion, than Bittrex. Uh, more difficult. But I think with Fern, with our community, and with what we might be doing over the next couple of years, um, we might have the opportunity to get on that tier of, of exchange. Yep. Um, 
Nobody points out exchanges don't like us because we have so many. He doesn't think exchanges like us because we have so many mandates. Um, that is true. That is one aspect they consider. Uh, we don't have that many mandates or mandatory updates. Uh, it is just so happens we've had two very rapid ones uh, because it is very important that we get this last bug squashed with a mandatory. Um, but after Fern, I think there's one milestone well down the road that will probably be a mandatory. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I'm hoping I'm hoping to to not have to do another mandatory for maybe six months or so. I mean, it's going to be more often than than it was between 4.0 and 5.0, which was a long time, right? But I think I think you know it's going to be we we plan on doing several leisure releases before another mandatory. So, um, and I don't think we're you know knock on wood, but I, I don't think we're going to discover any more bugs that require any any more mandatories just to just to solve bug problems. So I think I think this is going to be it for the mandatories for a while. We're gonna we're gonna focus on uh, leisure functionality for the next the next few rounds. I mean, we've got a lot, to, you know, stuff that would require a mandatory like MRC or the alternative to MRC that I was talking about the other day in uh, on Discord mm -hmm. here. I think those those are type those are the types of things that are going to require another mandatory. But we've got a lot of work to do before those ever see the light of day. Right? It's going to be we got to plan it out. We have to design it have you know yeah. discussions and get it approved by the community and then and then code it right so that's that's going to be a while yeah definitely i think uh nobody you have a good point like the the mandatory um oh what do you call it when you have to vote a lot like voter fatigue mandatory fatigue um is a thing but i wouldn't put it at the top of the list of why we're not on exchanges um we really haven't been looking for exchanges i think uh, I mean, I mean, we haven't been looking because Fern is such a huge update. We want to have that out to present to exchanges. Uh, the code before Fern was um, not ideal, so the having a more solid code base, I think, is important for exchanges because they do look at the code base uh, and determine whether or not it's worth them to put it on. And, and actually, nobody that nobody that's actually what you said there is actually not true. We we actually have had fewer mandatory updates than most coins lately. Uh, we have a sort of checkered history though with our coin i mean it, you know before we stabilized the code base which really really the coin was stabilized with 3.7.16 oh it feels like so long it was so long ago yeah it's like two and a half years ago ravon and i took a yeah. round turn to the to the thing and at least got the old coin stabilized and got the, got rid of the forking and then uh you know then we had 4.0 which was a bit problematic and then we got everything stabilized. The uh, we don't we actually have not issued a lot of mandatory. So uh, from that perspective, we're we're in good shape. Uh, it's just you know the old history of the coin was not in our favor because it was it was quite unstable. But that's not yep. true anymore. And you know the exchanges, uh, the actually the exchanges that we're on now uh, really are different exchanges than what we were on with the old coin. Basically, all the old exchanges are gone. <laughs> Probably that's why. I mean, they, their experience with the old code was not great. Bitrex was uh, eventually, uh, you know, uh, delisted us, and then Poloniex will kind of, kind of collapsed. Right, that thing just went away. Um, so, you know, those are gone though, and the, the exchanges we're on now have really uh, dealt with the newer code. Uh, so, I, I think I think we have much better relationship with these guys. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um Massive amount of respect to the exchanges that do list this, though, uh, because they do see what we're trying to build, and uh, I, I like to think that they like what we're trying to build. Um, Schmoogle points out it might be an idea to try to build a system to wrap Gridcoin into an ERC20 token to put it up onto like a, a DEX, like Uniswap or Ethereum. Uh, I think that is actually a very interesting idea. I'm not sure of the technical hurdles that would need to be overcome to do that. And also, I would have to research the uh, potential pros and potential cons of it, like it, it, the the risk reward, if you will. Uh, but I I think liquidity pools are very interesting. They're very new. DeFi is very new. Um, there, it's like the ICOs of 2016. So it's a fun thing to watch uh, if you're a sadist. Um, and you can donate to the foundation address directly. You can also donate to the developers directly, Jim or Sai. They post their addresses in various places, one of which is in Discord on the compensation channel, I think. Um, 
And then if you want to donate to marketing and whatnot, uh, for example, with these podcasts, there's a donation channel right in it or a donation address right in it. You can give some GRC to. Uh, State of the Network reports also have a donation address. Uh, and generally, the way this space works is when someone does something, they put up a donation address and people can donate that way. Um, or you could donate directly to the foundation. And if we feel confident that the foundation won't be drained by a request, people will make a request. Uh, but I, I will say, uh, Piccolo, I'm muting you. Let me know when you put on push to talk or mute yourself and I'll unmute you. Um, but I will say that uh, there are discussions about what to do with um, the foundation wallet because we should use it. I, I personally think Jim and Sai should drain the wallet. I think maybe we could use some of the GRC before they drain it to do specific stuff, but um, they should drain the wallet and then we'll figure out what to do if the whales don't refill it. Um, but this is... This is an issue. You know, we talked about it a little bit last week about how the whales haven't really done anything uh, over the past years and they've had several years and they've had plenty of opportunities to do it. So we're not going to go down that road in terms of a discussion again. But what I will also say is that if we want to continue development moving forward, what I really, really think we should develop is something called a treasury system. And a treasury system is where the protocol allocates GRC to a wallet. Uh, that can be withdrawn by people who fulfill a certain amount of um, requirements. So let's just use transaction fees. There's transaction fee when you send data across the Gridcoin network. When you send GRC from one wallet to another, you have to pay a transaction fee. That fee generally goes to the person who stakes a block because it's computationally intensive to stake a block. Also in proof of stake, you are locking up GRC in a contract in the code or in the in the network, which means you can't spend it. So you get a reward for doing that, for saying, I support this network with my stake. I'm a stakeholder. You get a reward for doing that, which is the staking reward, which is the transaction fee. Um, we can, because we are proof of stake and because we have just standard block rewards, we can do other stuff with that transaction fee. Uh, we can... For example, send 80% to the person who stakes a block and send 20% to a treasury wallet. Uh, that treasury wallet will, as we increase transactions, use of our blockchain, that treasury wallet will grow based on the use of the blockchain. So there's an incentive for everyone in the network to increase use of the blockchain, to go out there and market. Uh, but as that treasury wallet grows, we would develop ways for people to access the funds and it would be anyone. It wouldn't be run by an organization. It would be literally anyone. You would have to fulfill the requirements we put into code. Um, there are a couple entities that already do this uh, and I'm not entirely sure on the exact ways they do it anymore because it's been a while since I really looked into the details, but um, there is essentially a community run wallet and someone says, I need 10,000 GRC to do X, Y, and Z. And then the community votes on that proposal and the proposal passes or, and, and that person gets the 10,000 GRC or the proposal is rejected and the person does not get the 10,000 GRC. Shmuga gives an example of Hive, which does it with Hive.fund. Uh, there are, at this point, I'm gonna sound like a douchebag. I brought this up 2016, um, 17. And it is now, a treasury system is now implemented in dozens of um, different blockchains. It was not implemented really at that point. It was written about, but not implemented. Uh, Decred does it, Hive does it. Uh, I think BitShares was one that was doing it around that time. Um, Toaststone asks, is this documented somewhere? Yes, it is. Um, I'm not gonna get you the link right now, but it's all over the place. Uh, for other blockchains and for ours, I wrote up a rough proposal uh, a couple years ago, it's on GitHub. I'll find it when there's a break in the discussion uh, about how we might fund it and how people might get funds out of it. But what you can do with that is for development specifically, to continue development, someone would come in and say, I want to code an adapter for folding at home uh, so that people can get rewarded with GRC for crunching on folding at home. Here's how the architecture would work. Here's sort of the layout of the code. Uh, and here's how long I think it would take. Here are specific milestones I will meet. And here's how long it will take to meet each milestone. You know, a real legitimate proposal that people in companies would put together, like a pretty high level document. 
Uh, and at milestone one, I would get 10% of what I request. At milestone two, I would get um, another 30%. At milestone three, you know, I'd get more and more. And at the end, I would end up with all the funds I request, assuming it works. And if it doesn't work, I only get a certain amount. So you can do a lot of really interesting stuff with blockchains and contracts where the funds actually get given to the person, but they locked in escrow. And then at the end of the day, if um, the community decides not to sign off on the completed project product because it doesn't work, there's maybe a clause in the contract that says, if the, the community doesn't sign off on the completed project product, the, 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 the person doing the work only gets 20% because they tried, right? Or something like that. And you can maybe do 80% because you're not mean. But <laughs> uh, there's a lot of really cool stuff we can do with treasury systems. I really think we should develop one. Um, but this is all a very long answer to can you donate to development? Yes. <laughs> Find the foundation address and do it. Um, to be honest, if you want to contribute to development, you want to contribute to Jim and Sai. If you want to contribute to marketing, you want to contribute to me. And what we will do by doing that is Jim and Sai know who on the development team should get GRC for the work they do for development. I know who should get GRC for the work they do with marketing. For example, Gridcoin to the moon should definitely get some GRC over the for uh, essentially taking over managing the Twitter over the past several months. So if someone donated me a bunch uh, a bunch of GRC to me, I would give a bunch of it to to Gridcoin to the moon and other people over the years, Robotic Mind, who have contributed, is one person that comes to mind. Uh, Schmoogle is another person who have contributed to marketing over the years. I just know who would get it. And I think I've demonstrated at this point that uh, I'm, I'm here for the right reasons, just as Jim and Sai have. And I'm not, not just going like, to be, be donated to if you go to the foundation wallet. Comments on that question before we start moving into some pretty questions. Uh, how can we help to expand the market and awareness of Gridcoin? We actually talk about this quite a bit, uh, or Gridcoin, your audience, uh, because getting someone into Boink is like getting someone into Gridcoin, because we support Boink and Gridcoin. That's the goal, right? Uh, especially with the team requirement removal. And at the end of the day, our primary goal is to get science done um, through distributed computing or other means eventually, which we'll talk about in the next question. Um, and to do that, we need to get people into Boink. And if we build this adapter to folding at home, we need to get people into folding at home. So it's really just spread the word, get it out there. And on a high level, um, you know, it, eventually, maybe we will build some entities that are capable of building, developing partnerships um, with other entities and organizations, uh, mutually beneficial partnerships that advance uh, with organizations, with aligned value sets that advance the agenda of both entities. Um, that would be wonderful. We don't have that right now as Gridcoin. We are just a network of individuals. Uh, we're not really a network of organizations yet. So it's up to the individual to do the marketing. Um, some ideas just off the top of my head, print some t-shirts, print some stickers, wear the t-shirt, put the sticker on your laptop. Someone comes up to you and says, cool sticker, what's that? We've got this great logo developed by Joshua and um, it was just developed by Joshua many years ago. Uh, that would be, you know, use it. Uh, something, an idea that I've been tossing around in my own head is uh, an initiatives program, which is something we do um, over at library where we have a set of funds, a certain amount of funds set to the side. And if someone has an idea, like they want to run a competition, they want to run an event, they want to print some t-shirts and like give them away on campus, they want to print some stickers, something that has a cap at a certain dollar amount, um, like a hundred bucks, 200 bucks, something like that. Uh, they can propose an initiative, a group of community members who have established that their, their intent is in the right place and they contribute and they're active, uh, then review the initiative and either approve or reject it. Um, and it's a quick way to fund little marketing initiatives, if you will. Uh, I think that's something we could set up, but it would be nice to have a treasury system. It would be nice to know what to do with the foundation funds. It would be nice to have whales donating to the foundation funds so we could both pay Jim and Sai uh, and set up this initiative and pay for like some actual marketing somewhere. So I think that is an idea that we could implement fairly easily. So. You know, if, if you want to go out with those T-shirts, but you don't have the money, um, you know, you're, you're surviving off of ramen right now. Maybe if we set up this initiative program, we'll pay for the T-shirts 
and you go out and give them away during like a race you sponsor or um what library does is there's a lot of uh like art contests or there's this a group of skateboarders over there that are just doing a competition where it's like they tell everyone what trick to record themselves doing and uh whoever pulls it off the best gets some lbc i think that's like a really creative competition uh but you can do stuff with that tell people like uh, this is probably a really bad, a stupid example, but uh, do this science experiment. And whoever does it the best gets a certain amount of GRC. That's something. Uh, so stuff like that. If you have other ideas for marketing, jump onto Discord, talk about them. We'll figure it out. Any other thoughts on marketing? Did I forget anything? Because I know everyone here um, has mostly been part of those discussions about uh, marketing Gridcoin or contributing without coding, that sort of thing. Um, I do mention on the thread that we have the new website, gridcoin.world, that is coming together. Uh, we do want to get out to Boink users more, um, that sort of stuff. All right, cool. This is the fun question. What do you see as the greatest advantage GRC has moving or going forward over newer, newer competing coins trying to do the same thing? Forget about the second half. Just what do you think the greatest advantage GRC has going forward over everyone? Uh, this person adds, I see a dedicated gr uh, core group of devs who really uh, have really improved the GRC client over the years and made it a lot easier for noobs to start. So there are some other thoughts in that thread. Uh, I want to hear what you guys think is the greatest advantage or the, the improvement you are most looking forward to, the development, the change, uh, the thing that you think will bring the most users in, uh, add the most value to the network or the coin, uh, stuff like that. I'm gonna grab a sip of water and then can go from there. Toughstone, I saw you typing. Don't you get shy on me, man. <laughs> uh, one of the things that I think we could develop in the future, I think most people know what I think we have going for us, which is the idea and Fern that is just freaking great. So I'm looking more into the future. That I think will really show what we're capable of doing outside of uh, rewarding distributing computing uh, is developing a way for uh, Boink projects to increase their magnitude based on the amount of GRC they're staking. Um, so what that does is it develops stake utility, the actual utility of the coin. If you have GRC, you gain access to something that you would not otherwise have if you didn't have GRC. Um, so of course, Right off the bat, I'm going to say I do think that any project that gets whitelisted gets a minimum incentive so that it gets computation contributed to it. But uh, it would be pretty cool to be able to for Boink projects to tier themselves into more computation incentive. Uh, because what that does is <clears throat> excuse me, a Boink project could purchase GRC, do their science, and then sell it. It's not actually a pay-to-play system because they're not losing money by playing they're not actually paying they're staking they're saying i'm going to participate into in this network for x amount of time uh, it, it all depends on how we set up the staking contract uh and, and then afterwards i'm free to do with what i want do with that grc whatever i want i could sell it i could stake it again i could donate it to developers i could donate it to other bank projects i could use it to uh, I could stake it onto other Boink projects to lift their, their bring them into another uh, uh, another tier of incentivization. Uh, I can do cool stuff with it, but it's up to me afterwards. I'm not giving my GRC to a block producer or to a an organization um, or to a cruncher. I that's a big difference between us and other computationally focused uh, blockchains in the space right now. From what I'm uh, seeing over the years, a lot of other computationally focused blockchains in the space are saying, "I, if you are a Boink project, or not Boink specifically, if you are a, a, a researcher, what you're going to do is you're going to buy our token, and then you're going to rain it across your crunchers. So that money is now gone. You're basically paying for computation cycles. That's the exact same system we have right now. I don't see how that is a change from the supercomputing system. Is whoever has more money is going to get access to more computation power. It has nothing to do with the science. But what Gridcoin does is says we mint a currency essentially from a central bank, just the same way money comes from now, but we distribute it 
instead of to other banks and other banks and more banks below that, um, we distribute it to people who volunteer or are already volunteering their computation cycles to computation or to, to data research. Um, so what this uh, mechanism would be doing is saying, Boink Project, get some GRC, stake it on your project, and more GRC from the protocol will go to your project for as long as you keep that GRC staked in the network. So what that Boink project has done is taken GRC out of circulation, put it into the network as an expression of trust in the network, uh, and, and also as an expression of desire to, um, to, to, to gather. It's not purchase. I keep wanting to say purchase, but they're not really buying anything. But they're trying to collect what we offer, which is this incentivization mechanisms directly from a protocol. They're not buying the computation cycles. They are um, sort, of, sort of like sucking up some, some of the incentivization mechanism. We need the language here. Uh, and once you're done with your science, go ahead and do whatever you want with that GRC. Uh, if the price of GRC didn't change, sell it. And you got your science done, didn't lose any money. Uh, maybe the price of GRC went up. Uh, then you actually made money and also did science. Maybe the price of GRC went down. All right, you lost a little money, <laughs> but you still didn't pay directly. It's not a guaranteed loss of I spent ten thousand dollars to get this science done. Uh, you, well, it, it's up to us, GRC, to build a network that instills trust in the scientists that they're. If they buy $10,000 worth of GRC to incentivize their research, they're not going to end up losing all that money. Because if that's the case, why wouldn't they just go to a supercomputer with $10,000? Um, so it, it, it's that cost risk reward again. Even if it's I, uh, from the researcher's perspective, I spend $10,000 and I sell it for $8,000, or I sell it for $2,000, so I lose $8,000, is that better than? Uh, what it would have cost for me to go to a supercomputer. If it is, they'll still come to Gridcoin because they're saving money. Uh, I don't think things will fluctuate that much once we get to this level of development. But this excites me. This type of mechanism where we're taking money from a protocol and doing really cool stuff with it, incentivizing people to do specific things, act certain ways, um, and not asking scientists to pay to gain access to resources. We're using our tools to direct resources in specific directions. And the stuff we can do with that is pretty interesting. We can fund research with that. If we combine that concept with a treasury system, uh, all right, so we have a treasury that has built up a huge coffer of GRC. A scientist comes in and says, I need a million GRC to research the cure for Alzheimer's. Um, here is my proposal. Here are the milestones. It's a very well, it's exactly the same proposal I would submit to NSF. Um, it is reviewed by the community. It is approved. The GRC comes from the treasury, which is just generated during the running of a protocol over a long period of time. Uh, so money is created, which is what money is always done. Like money, currency is just a thing that's made. So <laughs> money is made and then given to research. It's not made and given to a bank and then given to another bank and then bundled up with a bunch of subprime bullshit and then given to another bank. Uh, it's just given to a researcher who then uses it to do research, to produce a real product. Uh, and by producing a product, the money doesn't just disappear. It gets injected into the economy. They use it to buy supplies. They use it to hire in, you don't hire interns these days, I guess, <laughs> to, to, to hire uh, people to help in the lab uh, and, and stuff like that. So there's a lot of really interesting stuff that we can do because we have a protocol like that. We have an inflationary protocol, a disinflationary protocol. Uh, other coins are just contracts. They minted a million XYZ coin, XYZ token, and... Uh, in order to compute on their network, you need to buy that token and then rain it on your uh, uh, the people who crunched for your network. This is why, in the past, people might have seen me argue against the concept of rain in developing that concept too heavily. I think it's a good add-on, but I do not think it should be the core purpose of our coin, because that's what everyone else is doing, and everyone else is going to do it much better than we're doing it. We're the only one that have like a 
protocol-defined economic system. Uh, that's going to be pretty interesting. Shackle points out that the incentive and variable magnitude would work better if we if we had some sort of calculator working to tell you which project is currently the most profitable for your specific hardware. Oh man, so so true. <laughs> that would be great. That's next level shit, though. I'm starting to swear. I'm sorry, guys. Um, that's next level good things. Um, because we would have to figure out how your hardware would interact with specific projects uh, and, and then do the calculations. And in order to do that, we would need a giant hardware a database of hardware uh, and how that hardware works on specific projects. And it's complex the way I understand it because you have to combine you know, processor with memory and, and CPU. And not everyone has the same stuff. It is basically WooProp, but a little more complex the way I understand it. Uh, I, I think it is a great idea, Shackle. If you have any ideas, you should talk to Chocolate. I like Chocolate. Uh, he's been thinking about how to do this thing, do exactly what you're saying right now uh, for a while. He's got some some thoughts on it. Um, I'm curious though, what, uh, I did see one other person. Uh, Toast, excuse me, um, Toaststone says uh, in, uh, in answer to what does GRC have that uh, other coins don't essentially. He says it promotes science and is open to all. Uh, that is a more succinct way of saying what I just said. <laughs> it's not pay to play and it promotes science. It's a currency based on science, uh, which is very, very, very interesting. Uh, and I will bring in Nate, uh, Nate's thoughts here uh, because I think I'll say them and I'll say what I think. So Nate responded to this thread and points out that Gridcoin is a little more than um, solely science-focused and solely distributed computing incentivization-focused. Uh, though its mechanisms, the scraper mechanism uh, that Jim developed, the the ability to mint a currency from a blockchain protocol and uh, distribute it to a leaderboard is a little... It just has more potential than what we're using right now uh, in that we, any, we as a community could whitelist anything it doesn't need to be a Boink project. We would just need to build the adapter, right? And that's the thinking behind how we're going to touch with uh, folding at homes or connect with folding at homes leaderboard is build an adapter. Uh, and this is what Sai wants to do. Um, so we could do any leaderboard we want. That's, that's interesting. Think about that. We could incentivize voting in the United States election to use a, contemporary, a very recent example. Uh, we could incentivize races. We could incentivize anything, literally anything, any leaderboard, any trusted leaderboard the community votes to put on a whitelist, we could do. Currently, and for the foreseeable future, we're focusing on science uh, because it is what's already there. We're already distributing GRC to Boink. It's, it's simple. Boink has gotten us a huge community, a great base, and it's a, actually a really good thing to work towards, incentivizing getting science into the hands of more people um, and democratizing science and access to resources. It's a noble cause, I, in my opinion. So I think that's why we're focusing on it so much. But at the end of the day, Nate is not wrong. Uh, the potential of Gridcoin is huge um, from that technical perspective. My rebuttal to him uh, is, and him and I have had this discussion so many times, which is why it's a little, little annoying, but <laughs> the rebuttal is, look, anyone can take our mechanism and implement it on their own blockchain. So what we as Gridcoin need to do is to develop a community and a network of values and principles uh, and, and goals, focus. You know, the first white paper that Gridcoin ever published had a whole section that said, what are our values? <laughs> Gridcoin values, I think it was called open source, open data, open science. I don't think open science was in there, um, but the open movement essentially. It said, we are a network that supports the open movement, open access. Um, we need to evolve those. We need to, to develop them more. And that's why people will join our network. When you're, if you're in a country that's going through turmoil, I was talking to someone from uh, briefly uh, from Serbia the other day, and they were just like, yeah, I'm gonna, I, I wanna find a way to to leave my country, to move somewhere else. When you are in that position and you're looking for another country, what you're looking at is a country that aligns with your values. If you are, let's say, free of all other restraints, money and uh, criminal background, that sort of thing, um, you're gonna try to move to a country that aligns with your values. Countries are economic networks. So 
if we, what we're trying to do is build an economic network for the digital future that is um, comprised of a value set or multiple value sets that coalesce in an anarchist system that's beautiful and, and everyone loves. Um, but these value sets are value sets that align with other people and make them want to join. And it might not be, it, that's the goal. And now to like, take this a little further, it might not be the most popular value set at every given time, but in the way society works is if we use it that persists through all of it, people will come through all of it. It will always exist. And then there will always, <laughs> it might not be sought after right now, but <laughs> I have a feeling it will be in the coming years. So Shackle continues, Zooniverse would be an interesting next project whitelist that is outside of Boink. Uh, I believe they have a consistent enough cheat resistant point system. Haven't used it much though, so not sure. That is the, the uh, only really like problem we have to be careful of is the cheat resistance part of it. Uh, I love Zooniverse. I would be open to it. Um, all it would require is an adapter, I think. I mean, I'm not the one to ask for it, but one day perhaps. Um, okay. So if there are no more thoughts on the greatest advantage GRC has moving forward, uh, we'll hit this last question. The greatest weakness GRC has moving forward uh, it is the funding, in my opinion, the funding for future development, a.k.a. the whales. Boo, whales, do something. I have nothing against you having a lot of GRC, but you have too much and you haven't used it to create a network effect or fund development. Use it for something. Um, that's it. That's, that's my only opinion. The other, the weakness before was the code base. After Fern, I don't think that's a weakness. Uh, Schmuckle says, give it to me. <laughs> yeah. I mean, for, for whoever's sake, man, like Jim runs a very large company. He knows what to, how to distribute funds and what needs focus at what specific time. Uh, Sai has definitely demonstrated he's capable of focusing on things and doing stuff. I think I've demonstrated how, how to prioritize things. If they don't want to get into the nitty gritty of who they should donate to or where it should go, give it to me, Jim or Sai, or give it to the foundation, which is overseen by uh, Jim and two other uh, people. So th yes, whales could just send funds to the donation or to the foundation. That would be great. It would need to be a lot, though. We know how much GRC they have. It's there. People are saying um, ten to fifteen million or higher GRC. Uh, Toastone asks, what do you consider a way? Uh, like 10 to 15 million GRC or higher. There are lesser or claiming with whale problem is what the main problem is. A, a few of them, and they, a few of them could be the same person. Um, but you have all this GRC you got from proof of work bootstrap. You stuck with the coin through thick and thin. Awesome. Great. You deserve a lot of GRC for keeping it going. Even if you didn't really do anything that we're aware of, um, you did save the coin through some votes that were crucial so respect there but you now have more people who you can distribute coins to who will actually use the coins to distribute a network effect they're not just going to um let me put it this way i feel like the whales are just relying on the concept of distribution over markets over time and that it will not work well with this coin like there's, there's just too much to do in terms of development and getting it going in a very crowded uh, industry. So the GRC should be used to do stuff and not distributed to adopters through a marketplace over time. You can keep 10 million GRC to do that. You don't need 25 million GRC. Uh, yeah, that to me is the biggest problem. I would be interested to hear if other people think... Uh, well, I will also I will add another reason to distribute your coins is if they're used for something, the value, let's say someone has 25 million GRC, they give 15 million to the foundation. Those 15 million are then used to develop the folding at home adapter, the Zooniverse adapter, the, um, magnet, the, the utility for GRC. So using GRC to boost magnitude, or to, using GRC to incentivize your Boink project, essentially. Uh, those three developments would increase the value of the remaining 10, GR, 10 million GRC beyond the point of what the 25 million GRC would be worth had you not donated the 15 million GRC, right? You would be adding more value than you'd be giving away. Uh, so 
that's something to consider perhaps. But I would be interested to hear if other people think that's not a problem or if there are more problems, higher priority problems. An open-ended question, we bring it up later. Right, right, as random does, I didn't read your comment, but you succinctly put what I just struggled to say. He says, and they wouldn't just be giving, but instead investing, which might actually help, which actually might help them as well. Absolutely. Uh, other problems. Uh, I don't know, man. Gridcoin has an amazing idea, an amazing community, uh, amazing devs, amazing front-facing folks, uh, an amazing kind of like depth of community. So it's not just like the people are great, but there's people who contribute often and there's people who don't contribute a lot. But if someone's like, hey, we need your help for a second, they'll contribute. Um, amazing user retention, which is rare in the crypto space. Um, yeah, and just some amazing potential. And there's only really one thing that I see holding it back, and that is whales not using their money. <laughs> I would also like to think, you know, maybe this is me just blowing smoke, but uh, if you're a whale in GRC from the proof of work era, you don't even need the GRC. You're set, unless you made some really bad decisions, um, because you were around in the crypto space in 2013. So you're good. Um, call me Foxy brings up excuse me call me Foxy brings up well compared to the Bitcoin community uh, our community is small enough to remember each other's names right now this is true it is a small tight active community but look we've got 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13 13 people who I would say consistently the, the number is probably between 10 and 15 every week for these stupid live recordings of me basically just rambling at this point um that's that's not bad. Uh, so, random Daz also says we definitely need to market more. Uh, they think that if more people see Gridcoin, they would use it. I would agree. It's one of the easiestly uh, accessed cryptos. One of the best ways to bring people people into the crypto space in general, which is really what the goal of everything is. We're trying to build a better future based on cryptography. People have been trying to do this since like the 60s and 70s, um, and they eventually succeeded to the point where we can now continue their fight with the technology they've built. Um, so on that note, let's continue their fight and let's bring science along for the ride, huh? Because at the end of the day, that's really the thing that improves people's lives. Cryptography is a form of science and research. A lot of point projects do math, which is used in advancing cryptography, which is what blockchain is based on. So it's full cycle. We're the pure Bitcoin. I'm sorry, that's too far. I love Bitcoin. I didn't mean that. I'll see you guys. Uh, this is true. I'll see you guys next week, next Friday at 3.30 p.m. Eastern, right here on the Gridcoin Discord server. Thanks, everyone, for joining in the chat and sticking around as our bear was having a mind of his own this week.